Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Ryan, and I am the lead pastor here at Radiant Life, and we are on an awesome series together titled Whispers of Christmas. But before we jump in, uh, I need to do two quick announcements for us. Number one, this coming Wednesday is our first Wednesday experience prayer and worship. It is at 6. We will run this from 6 to 7 this coming Wednesday. So last, if you were here with our our first, first Wednesday of last month, did you track with that? All right, I hope so. Our, our first Wednesday that we did in November, we did some songs, a little devotion, and we prayed. And uh, we're going to do the same thing. We're just going to do some songs and just, just take a breath of fresh air in the middle of the week and just breathe and just worship God. And then about 30 minutes of prayer time. And last time we did this in, in November, I didn't want it to end. I just wanted to stay in the presence of God, and it was just awesome and moving to me. And uh, I've got a little testimony to share with you coming out of this. Is, um, in God's word, it says that if, if any one of you is sick and needing of healing, that you call on the elders of the church and they'll anoint you with oil. And part of our experience prayer is that over in the corner, uh, we have a couple that is willing to anoint you with oil if, if you're needing healing in your lives. And what was really cool last time is a person came up to them and they had a little growth on one of their organs, a tumor on their organs. And they were going into the doctor to, you know, kind of next step stuff. And uh, they anointed and prayed for healing. Last week, this person went to the doctors and says, there's no more. I don't see anything. It's gone. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, praise God for that. It's so awesome. So we believe that God is still talking and moving and still healing people. And this is what we have created here that... When we started this first Wednesday, I said, I want you to experience God outside of the box you normally experience him in. We put God in a box. Man, there's so much more to God. There's awe and wonder with his presence. And so we created this first Wednesday. So I encourage you, 6 to 7 o'clock this coming Wednesday, bring your kids because we've got stuff for your kids. And then we close at around 7 o'clock, 7.05-ish, somewhere around there. We close and that allows you to some mingling time to get to know each other, hang out in the lobby, wait for the kids program to end. And it's just for you. It's for you. So I encourage you to come out. This Wednesday, 6 o'clock for that. And then the second announcement is this, is our radiant or Christmas at Radiant Life. And uh, just don't look at the times here because we changed times when this was created, but that's all right. Sunday, December 23rd is our Christmas Eve service, even though it's Christmas Eve Eve. All right? We are doing church at 10, 4, and 7 o'clock. Okay, so this is the whole candlelight thing and everything. So if you come at 10 o'clock in the morning, you're going to see the same thing if you came at 4 or 7. These are just different times, all right? So 10, 4, and what time? 7. These are going to be a little longer services. We're, we've kind of sketched out what we believe this service is going to look like. Uh, tomorrow morning as staff, you can be praying for us. We're going to be meeting and sketching this whole thing out. It'll probably be about an hour and 15, an hour and 20 minute services, like, we got different elements in it. It's just going to be awesome. So 10, 4, and 7 o'clock, candle, it's just going to be, it, it's going to be awesome. That's awesome, all right? So Christmas at Radiant Life, December 23rd, maybe next week or the following week, you'll have little cards in your seat. Encourage you to just invite someone uh, to come to this, whether you're at the 10, 4, or 7, just invite someone. And then next week, we're going to announce coming January 6th, which in the new year, we're going to three services. 
And next week, we'll announce those times to you guys. And I'm excited about three services. I'm going to be dog tired when I get home. I'm excited what God's going to do and just the movement. Here's my encouragement to you all. Uh, you know, guests love to tend to sit in the back because they're unaware of things. And maybe you're a first-time guest this morning, and you're like, man, I really want to sit in the back. And that's awesome. Um, I'm going to encourage you just two things as, as people who attend Radiant Life. Number one, I'm going to encourage you to sit in a new seat. Try something different. Some of you, are, I already see some heads shaking, all right? You're like, no, this is my seat and I ain't moving, all right? Number two, here's the thing. Can you please start to scoot in? Because as people come in, our, uh, we have seaters, I don't know if you know this or not, in the aisles that are trying to seat people. We don't know what we have available. If you guys sit on the ends, we, and, then it, and then it's the awkward, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, because we don't, all right? So just two things, my encouragement to you, move up and move in. Turn your neighbor and say, move up, move in. Some of you are scared out of your mind right now, and you will just not do it. You refuse to do what the guy with the microphone says. That's all right. Jesus still loves you. He'll forgive you of your sins later, all right? <laughs> no. I just, we... We got to be responsive to what outsiders and what, what we're, because we're, we're busy, right? We got a big house here, all right? And it's awesome what God's doing. So, hey, this morning I'm going to pay, pray, pay. I'm going to pay for Pastor, I'm going to pray for Pastor Patricia. She's bringing God's word this morning. So let's just bow our heads in prayer and let's lift her up. Father God, we just pray for Patricia this morning that she would just, that your spirit would rest on hers, that it would be your, your word spoken, not hers. And God, I just praise the words are spoken that they would land softly in our hearts because we know that your word, there is no void. God, I just pray for life change to happen. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. My name is Patricia. I am the creative arts pastor here at Radiant Life. And Pastor Ryan launched this new teaching series last week titled Whispers of Christmas. And it's this whole idea that we believe God still speaks to us today. And there are certain ways that he can speak to us. And so throughout the next few weeks, you're going to hear some of those ways that we believe God speaks to us, some of the ways that we've experienced God speak to us. But often, like, our, our lives are loud, as Pastor Ryan said last week. Our lives are loud. And not just that they're loud, our lives are often too loud, right? He said, you know, the radio. You always have the radio on when you get in the car. And if it's not the radio that's on, it's the TV that's on. And if it's not the kids that are talking and screaming and shouting, it's the wife that's doing that or it's the husband that's doing that. And we always have like the next thing to go to, right? We've got this and this and this. And then we try to do three or four things at the same time, especially when we get into the Christmas season right? Life just kind of gets a lot busier then because you've got this office party, the staff party, the Christmas party, the Christmas dinners. You got to get the perfect gift for your family and then you got to make sure everything gets done for the new year and then you have to get together with your family. I mean, you get to get together with your family, which sometimes is crazy and chaotic in itself because not everybody has the it's a wonderful life family at the end. Some of us have more of like the Griswold family. Uncle Eddie shows up and we just don't know what to do. And our lives are crazy and chaotic and noisy and we wonder why we can't hear God speaking to us. And so throughout this series, our challenge is to be still before the Lord. To take some time to cut out the distraction to cut out the noise, to just make some space to be before the Lord. Pastor Ryan challenged us with this prayer last week. Speak, Lord, 
for your servant is listening. And too often we say, oh, Lord, I, I just can't listen right now because I'm too busy speaking. We want to challenge you to pray this prayer. Get down before the Lord. Be still and see what it is that he has to say to you. And I'm really excited about uh, what we're talking about this morning because it's, it's not like the normal way that we would say God speaks to us. And um, some people might think, I, I don't know, that like God spoke that way then. I'm not really sure he speaks that way now. And it's just kind of weird and it just doesn't fit in my box. Like Pastor Ryan said, we all kind of have this box of uh, how we can understand who God is. And we kind of get in our box and we get really comfortable with what we believe. And then we kind of get deeper in our box and we just sit there for a while. And then we put our lid on it because what, we, what we've grasped right now is enough for us. And anything else would just explode our minds. So we're just, we just get comfortable in our boxes. And so this morning I want to challenge us all to kind of pop our lid off and step out of the box for a moment. Uh, be stretched with me. Um, because this morning what we're going to talk about how God speaks is through dreams. And if you were to Google the word dream right now from your seats, this is what you'd find. It says it's a series of thoughts, images, and sensations occurring in a person's mind during sleep. How many of you would say that when you go to bed, you have dreams at night? And, and pretty vivid, like you remember them? I dream a lot. I'm actually ashamed to admit how much I dream because I dream a lot and I dream some really weird things. Um, when I was a kid, I used to have this one reoccurring dream, and I was on this horse, and I was riding this horse through a maze, and the maze was built of brick and then had, like, straw on the side, too, and so I'm, like, galloping through this maze, and you know how you, you, you think, I'm, I'm going to get to the end, I'm almost there, I can, like, feel it, and in my dream, that's what happened, and then all of a sudden, like, the brick and the straw all disappeared, and there was a table of pie, I had this dream more than once as a kid, and it probably was because I was obsessed with my grandma's lemon meringue pie, but nine times out of ten, I have these really weird, random, wacky dreams. But there's always this 1%, this 1% that when I go to bed and I wake up in the morning, I know that dream was from the Lord. I know that he gave me a word, something to act upon, something to live out. So there's those kind of dreams, and I believe that God can speak that way. Maybe not to everyone, but I think that he can. Then there's these type of dreams, the cherished aspirations, ambitions, or ideals. You know, we always ask, like, what are your hopes and dreams for your life? What do you hope and dream and desire in your life, in your future? And I know that there are dreams and aspirations that I have in my life that I know that God has deeply instilled in me to pursue him and what it is his calling on my life. And so there are these two different types of dreams that I believe God can speak in because I believe that God is a dream giver. He's a dream giver, and I believe that he's a dreamer. I mean, we're talking about a God that looked at darkness and said, let there be light. There has to be some sort of dreaming in our God. And I think that God likes to use the wild and the weird and the wonder to speak to us, to show us just how big and mighty and amazing he is. And if you were to look throughout scripture, there's all kinds of different people that God spoke to through dreams. You look at Jacob. His dream changed the trajectory of his life. Now, Jacob was a twin. His twin brother was Esau. Esau was their dad's favorite. Their dad's name was Isaac. And Isaac was in his old age, um, was having some sight problems, probably not in his best mind. And he knew, he knew that his time was almost up. 
And so he was getting ready to give a blessing to Esau. Esau was his favorite child, wanted to give a blessing to him. That was a big deal back then, to receive a blessing from your father. And so uh, Jacob and Jacob's mom, uh, well, mostly Jacob's mom, I think, uh, was like, I, I, I would rather Jacob have the blessing. So she schemed, and Jacob and his mom tricked Isaac, and Jacob ended up receiving the blessing and the birthright. Esau finds out, and he's pretty ticked. He's ticked off to the point that he's like, I'm going to kill my brother. So now Jacob is running for his life, and he ends up into this uh, town, this place, decides to take a rest, uses a stone as his pillow, and falls asleep. And then he has this dream. And within the dream, there's this ladder that goes up to heaven, and God speaks to Jacob and says, I will bless you. I will bless your future. I will not leave you or forsake you. Jacob wakes up, and the first thing he says is, surely God is in this place. Jacob was headed this way. God speaks to him, and all of a sudden his life goes this way. And you read the rest of his story, and it's amazing. But God spoke to him, and Jacob responded. And then we look at Joseph. His interpretation of a dream saved an entire nation and restored his family. If you know anything about Joseph, he had a lot of brothers. He was a dreamer. He had these dreams about people coming and, well, like they were metaphors or whatever, but people bowing down to him and he would tell his brothers. And his brothers were like, who do you think you are? Like, who are we to bow down to you? And uh, there was a lot of jealousy there because Joseph was Jacob's favorite. And uh, then the brothers scheme to uh, sell Joseph off into slavery. So Joseph ends up getting sold into slavery. Make a long story short, he works his way up the ladder. And the king comes to him because he has this dream and it needs to be interpretive. Joseph interprets it. And the dream was about the fact that there was going to be this large famine. And Joseph interprets it. And they take action on it. And people were able to eat within the time of the famine. And then his family comes to that same place, and they're needing food, and then they're reunited with Joseph. And it's really a beautiful story of restoration and forgiveness. And it was made possible by this interpretation of a dream. A lot of other factors, too, but I think it's cool how God can use things like that to really move people and restore people and do some really amazing things. Then you look at somebody like Daniel, and his interpretation of a dream saved the wise men in Babylon and a king. You look at his story, there's a lot of, you know, Daniel in the lion's den, but there's also this part of his life where he interpreted a dream for the king. The king was going to kill the wise men in Babylon because they couldn't interpret his dream for him. Daniel's like, don't kill them. I'll interpret the dream for you. Actually, in fact, it's not even going to be me that does it. It's going to be God because only God can do it. And through that, the king realizes, like, surely your God is God. So you can, I can keep going. There's so many different people within Scripture that God spoke to through a dream. And uh, it's easy to say, but yeah, that's an Old Testament thing. Or that's a New Testament thing. I'm going to share a couple stories of New Testament dreaming in a minute. Uh, but I think, I think that God can still do that today. This book that Mark Batterson wrote titled Whisper was the inspiration for this teaching series. And he says this. He says, sometimes God has to force us outside of our comfort zones. We want him to do something new while we keep doing the same old thing. I'm going to read that again. We want him to do something new while we keep doing the same old thing. Well, we're comfortable in our boxes and we're like, God, speak to us. 
but, but we're not willing to move ourselves into something deeper and newer that God is doing. And he continues, but it doesn't work that way. His voice challenges the status quo and nudges us in new directions. You look at Jacob's life and Joseph's life and Daniel's life and so on and so forth, and you see how God showed up and he spoke to them, and they were going this way, and it changes their life to a different direction. And having said that, I, I want to read a story in Scripture that I believe is one of the greatest stories ever told. And it's about two people that had, you know, this dream and, and the, this idea. They had this plan for their life. God shows up and he speaks to them, and suddenly their entire lives are changed. And not just their lives, our lives. So you can follow along with me. We're going to be in Luke chapter 1, uh, starting on verse 26. And it is on page 830 in your pew Bibles if you want to follow along says this, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I'm going to read that again. Verse 37, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her room, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. A couple of things I love about this story. First off, Elizabeth knew that when Mary entered the room, there was a different presence in that room than there was before. Even the baby in her womb knew that the Lord was there. And if you're wondering, like, okay, so you're talking about dreaming, and how do we know it's from God or not, you will know. When you are a follower of Jesus Christ and you have the Holy Spirit within you, you will know if it's of God or not. And Elizabeth knew that the Lord was there in that place. I also love that Mary's response to this was of joy. You keep reading in her story. First, if you read here, it says, For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. When God shows up and speaks, whether it's through dreams or through something else, is that your response? Let it be to me according to your word. And do you believe that nothing is impossible with God? 
and this. And blessed is she who believed. This is what Elizabeth was saying. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what the Lord had spoken to her. I messed that up first service too. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. When God speaks, do you believe that what he says will come to pass? Remember the NIV said, for no word of the Lord will ever fail. Do you believe that? And then continuing, Mary says this, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Here you have a girl they say might be between the ages of 12 and 14 who was to marry a man named Joseph. And I'm sure she had her own ideas and visions and dreams for the future of what would be in store for her and Joseph. All of a sudden, an angel shows up and says, Hey, Mary, by the way, this is actually your future. You are going to carry the Son of God. I don't know if I was in her position, if I would say, My soul magnifies the Lord, for he has done great things for me. I would be terrified. But like the angel said, Do not fear. When God speaks... His word will come to pass, and it is good. Now, some of you are like, so what does that story have to do with dreaming? I don't see anything about dreaming there. Well, the book of Matthew records this like this. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, so before they had been intimate, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame because to be pregnant and not married was a shameful thing. Being willing, unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a what? In a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear. Same thing that was said to Mary. Do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear him a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Mary received a word from the Lord. She received it. She accepted And she acted upon it. Joseph heard a word from the Lord. He received it. And he acted upon it. And together the two of them raised the Son of God. You see, you can have like one idea for your life. And all of a sudden God can show up. And he can say, hey, like even the dreams that you think you have. Like I have something even bigger and better in store. You just have no idea. And I think it's amazing when you look at, this, at the, the life of Mary and Joseph, and we really don't even have all this information, but if you look at their lives and how they committed to raising the Son of God, I, just, I think that's an incredible thing. And I think it shows like how God can use even the, the unexpected and unexplainable ways to speak and bring some pretty amazing things in the world. And for some of us, that's scary, 
because it's different and it's not normal. Sometimes we get this um, rep that like Christians are crazy because we believe in these things that, that we can't see. And I, I, I love this quote Mark Batterson says, but if you want to establish God's reputation, you might have to risk yours. If you want to establish God's reputation, you might have to risk yours. I'm willing to bet that Mary and Joseph risked their reputation to raise the Son of God. But it was the Son of God, the King of Kings, the Messiah. And if people are looking at you and they think you're crazy they, because of what you believe in and how you respond to what God is saying, at least they're looking at what God is doing. So I think it's worth the risk. But with that, we have to believe that God is still doing now what he did then. To believe that the God who parted the waters, the God who spoke through burning bushes, the God who tied lions' mouths shut, the God who could do all these amazing and powerful things, like he might not do them all the same way now, but the God that was then is still the same God now. He is constant and he is the same, and we have to be willing to believe that. But I think... I think this is, this is really big here. When I was praying through, like, okay, God, like, dreaming. How does this, how can we apply this to our lives? How do we respond? What does this really all boil down to? And I think it boils down to this. We only stop dreaming when we stop believing. When we stop believing that God can do all those things. When we stop believing that God can speak. We stop dreaming about his kingdom. We stop dreaming about all these mighty and big things that he can do in our lives. We stop believing that he can actually show up and speak. We stop believing that he can actually provide in our dreams and our visions and actually do something. Let me give you an example. Um, when I was 15, uh, this actually two weeks ago, it would have been 11 years, um, we had a house fire. It was really just a broken time for my family, and um, it was really a rough year, but it was also a year that I felt called into the ministry. It was a year that I felt like God was instilling dreams in my life. It was a year that I saw just a future in my life, and um, God was starting to just instill things. And then we had, you know, when one thing happens, like eight other things happen, right? And then we had this house fire, and it was a moment where I just stepped back, and I was like, God, I don't understand because I thought, like, I had this dream, and I thought that this is what you wanted for me, but I, all of these other things are happening, and it's scary, and it's confusing, and I don't understand it, and if this is who you are, I don't want any part of it. And I really had a moment where I was like, I don't, I don't believe, therefore I don't dream. I don't, I don't catch your vision, and I'm not with you. And um, I remember, like, waking up the next morning after the fire. We were at my grandma's house. She lived just a couple hayfields down. And I looked out the window, and this was a week before Thanksgiving, and it was the first snowfall of the year. And I love snow, and this is why. It was the first snowfall of the year, and it had completely covered all the dirt, all the mud, all the ashes, all the ugly. It was all new. And I heard from the Lord clearer than I think I ever have in my life. And he said, this is who I am. I make all things new. I am a good God. I am a dream giver, a life maker, a life breather. That is who I am. And just because you come on board with me, that doesn't mean life is going to be easy. doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. But you have to believe and dream with me and know that this is who I am, and I have a bigger and better future for you than you imagine. You see your life going this way, well, I'm here and I'm speaking to you right now, and your life is going to go this way. 
but you have to dream with me. You have to believe with me. And I think some of you in this room this morning are dreamers. You know, I say, God can speak through dreams, and you're like, yes, that is my sole language. But I think some of you are non-dreamers. You're realist. It's kind of weird. You don't understand that, and that's okay. It's all right. I, I was there at one point as well. And some of you used to be dreamers. Some of you were in that place where you saw this vision, like God gave you a word, and you desired it, but then so many different things happened, and you stepped back, and you're like, okay, God, I'm not on board anymore because it's not what I envisioned, and it's not easy. And I want to encourage you all this morning, wherever you are at, to keep dreaming. If you're a dreamer, keep dreaming. And if you have a dream, if God has given you a vision, if he's given you a calling, if you know deep within your soul there is something God is calling you to, I want to encourage you to act upon it, to do something about it, to make a difference. Because I believe that there are a lot of you in this room that God has given you a word. And you just haven't done anything with it. And for you non-dreamers, I just want to encourage you to maybe dream a little bit. Maybe learn how to do that. And, I, and it doesn't always have to be, you know, going to sleep or I have this dream and this vision. But, like, maybe for you it's just, God, I, I'm really not hearing you speak. Maybe my dream for my life right now is to hear you speak. So maybe that's a prayer for you. And for those of you who used to be dreamers, I just want to encourage you to not give up and to learn how to dream again. To trust that God is a God who makes all things new and that his word never fails, as it says in Luke. And really, I, I think it boils all down to this. We have to have faith like the parents of Jesus. Faith to believe beyond what we can see. When Mary and Joseph were given this baby boy to raise and care for, I'm sure they didn't have any idea in store what was going to be in store for them. I'm certain they didn't have any idea that they would see their son murdered but God has a bigger plan, and he can take even those broken things, and he can restore, and he can be redemptive, even in the midst of all of that. Because we are all here today in this building because Mary and Joseph committed to raising this baby boy, and this baby boy grew up to be the Messiah, the King of Kings, the greatest one of all. So if you stopped believing this morning, I want to encourage you to believe again. Not just within the Christmas season, but like beyond that. Believe that God can speak. Maybe for you it's not dreaming. Maybe for you it's in a different way. Maybe for you it's, it's some, some other wild and wonder way. Because any way that God speaks is wild and wonderful. So I just want to pray for you all that this morning you might be bigger dreamers, bigger believers, knowing that God is who he says he is. Knowing that his word never fails, knowing that he never leaves, he never forsakes, that he makes all things new. And that we would continue to pray this prayer. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Speak in dreams. Speak, as Pastor Ryan said, next week he's going to talk about how God can speak in pain. Speak through people as it will be the following week. God, whatever it is that you need to use and do in my life to hear from you and act upon your word, Right now, we're praying that you would speak to us. Let me pray for you all. Father, as we get ready to sing this, this next song, Spirit of the Living God, we're singing it to you a couple times because we, we really want to hear from you. We want to hear your word. It says, when you speak, when you move, when you do what only you can do, it changes us. It changes what we see and what we seek. You change us. 
and only you can do that. So as we enter into the Christmas season and life just gets busy and noisy and loud and chaotic, would you just come in and still us before you? Would you speak to us in dreams? Would you speak to us through pain? Would you speak to us through people? Would you speak to us in other ways that we can't even begin to imagine or fathom? Because, Father, we need your presence. We need your Holy Spirit to come in and change us so that we can help bring you glory and and just further your kingdom. We are so thankful for life change here at Radiant Life and in the community. But there's also a lot of pain and there's also a lot of broken. And we just pray that you would show up in the schools and in the hospitals and in the shopping malls and in all of the working places everywhere, Jesus. Would you just show up? Would you speak? Would you help us to hear? Would you help us to receive? And would you help us to act upon? 